0: Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimise your mind, body, and well-being. Happy Boxing Day! It's the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm Leanne Spencer, bringing you a special bite size thats pun intended bite-sized episode for Boxing Day. Chances are you might be feeling a bit bloated, stuffed, really need to move, need to get out, maybe take a break from the family or maybe not. But either way, you're probably feeling like you've eaten too much, you've drunk too much, and you haven't moved enough and you're starting to feel the effects of that. Maybe a bit of lethargy, lack of energy, you know, just a little bit of claustrophobia. Let's get out and do something. So I want to bring you this short episode just to give you some ideas on what you can do. Now, obviously, telling you to take a walk is not introducing a new idea, but maybe motivate you to go out and do that and give you some other ideas on exercise you can do in a really short period of time so you don't have to carve out a big chunk of time on what is typically a family day, on boxing day, and also some tips on how to reduce your blood sugar. So blood sugar is basically a response to certain foods we eat. It will send your blood sugar high. So foods that are refined carbohydrates, obvious things like chocolate, biscuits, Christmas cake, Christmas pudding, all that kind of stuff is going to send your blood sugar skyrocketing. So what are some of the things you can do apart from not eating that stuff, which is not one I'm going to suggest, but of course you could say no to bring down that blood sugar or to adjust that, what we call glycemic variability. Basically big jumps in blood sugar are not healthy. So we're going to talk a bit about that as well. But first off taking a walk now, Obviously, you don't need me to suggest that you can do that, but there is nothing, I think, more beautiful than than striding out in the crisp December weather. Nature can be at its most beautiful at that time of year, depending on how cold it is, but just wrap up warm, get out there and take a walk. Now, you can use the walk strategically before and after eating, which I'm going to come back to, but I want to open up really this idea of what benefits a walk can bring with quoting a study that was done recently. And it found that a 10 minute brisk walk done per day could increase your overall mood and energy for up to two hours afterwards. So that is a huge return on investment. Just 10 minutes walking out anywhere will get you two hours of increased mood and energy. Phenomenal. So that's one good reason why just a short brisk walk, just whistling the dog around the block or just getting yourself out there can be really beneficial for you. It can make you feel a bit more energized and liven you up. Walking is also something that I do a lot of anyway, because it's a key part of my fitness routine. Now, I don't consider walking to be anything particularly special. I mean, it's what we do. It's what we do as bipedal human beings. We move on our feet. But for many of us, we've become a bit lazy with cars and other kind of labor-saving devices and obviously public transport and everything else. So... We do less of that, but I try and build that into my day as often as I can because it's a key part of my fitness routine. It's a good thing for aerobic fitness and it's a great way to stay fairly trim and fairly toned and manage your blood sugar, which is something we're going to come back to. What you can do on that walk as well is mix up the pace. So maybe you drop down into quite a slow pace to warm up. Then you increase it by walking in a a really brisk pace for 10 minutes. You get those benefits we've just talked about, drop back to a, a middle pace but just mix it up a bit as well. That's good for the body, just to get different pacing, whether it's running or jogging or walking. So have a little think about that as well. Now, if walking isn't gonna be enough for you and you're really more interested in exercise or some sort of structured exercise session, then have a think about doing some sort of high intensity hit workout or also another form of that is called Tabata, which is T-A-B-A-T-A. And the essence of Tabata is this. It's a four-minute exercise. You do 20 seconds of super intense, high-intensity exercise. Then you rest for 10 seconds. Then you repeat 20 seconds of high-intensity exercise, rest for 10 seconds. And when you cycle through that eight times, it, it turns into four minutes, and that's called a Tabata set. Now, you can do various different exercises in Tabata. Some of the ones that I really favor are squats, so just air squats, or you can have a kettlebell in a goblet squat format so clutching that kettlebell to your chest and squatting obviously make sure you have good form and you know how to do these exercises before you start them that's a good one to do burpees is another good one you know that you could get anywhere between sort of six and ten burpees done in 20 seconds depending on how much you're throwing yourself into it how used you are to it and how fit you are but you'll find that that's very effective and if 20 seconds doesn't sound like much well in essence it's not but when you've done a few sets of that, so when you get into the sort of five, six, seven, and certainly eight, at times you've done that in four minutes, you start to feel it, and you are not only going to start to feel it, but the ten seconds rest also significantly feels significantly shorter. Of course, it isn't; it's still ten seconds, but that's how it can feel. So, tabata actually, it's tough. You could also do wall sits, which are also known as ski sits. So, sitting up against the wall, sliding down so that your legs are at a ninety-degree angle and you sit there for 20 seconds, when you hear the bell, you just stand up, don't move your feet, and then you slide back down the wall when you hear the bell go again for the next 20 seconds. And there's an app, by the way, you can find in the App Store called Interval Timer. And that's what I would recommend. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's a really good little app, and then you can set that up for 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. It's relatively easy to set up. So uh, Tabata, really effective. You can also do plank, For a full body exercise, or more of a core exercise, you can also mix them up. So you could do squats, burpees, wall sits, plank, and then cycle through the whole thing again. I would suggest doing about a five-minute warm-up. That could be a jog. It could be a jog on the spot. It could be some star jumps. Just get the body moving. Then do the Tabata set. You could maybe do two or three Tabata sets, depending on your level of fitness and uh, enthusiasm. And then finish with a five-minute cool-down. So some dynamic stretching. Uh, another light jog which is tapering slower and slower and slower so really bring the heart rate down gradually and of course finish with some stretching so that all in is probably 15 to 20 minutes so it's not a long period of time but you'll get a lot of effectiveness out of that so that's the kind of workout i'd suggest if you do go for a run or a jog mix up the pace Uh, maybe throw in some sprints that would help vary it up Um, We know that high intensity exercise is really good for lowering blood pressure. It's fantastic for lowering your blood sugar levels. More on that in a second. It's also amazing for heart health. So it's, it's just a really powerful way, I think, of exercising in a short period of time. And it's a good time really to introduce the idea of minimal effective dose, something that I've talked about a lot. And this is the idea that you don't need to do a huge amount of necessarily exercise or certainly spend a long time doing it, but thinking about what is the smallest amount that you can do that will have a positive impact on your fitness or your health. So Tabata is a good example of that. It's a four minute exercise, which is very, has very powerful effects on the body and indeed the mind, but doesn't take a huge amount of time to do. I find that that that's a good concept to think about particularly at busy times. So you're not worrying about having to fit in a half hour or one hour workout, but instead think, how long have I got? What can I do in that time? that's going to be effective. I the minimal effective dose and do that. Just make sure you're warming up and cooling down. Never cut the warm up and cool down, uh, reduce that in time. Always make sure you've got a decent warm up and cool down. And the other thing I'd say about that is if you haven't got very long, or even if you have, Really focus in on your intent for what you're doing. So instead of thinking, oh, I've only got 20 minutes, is it worth it? It absolutely is. And when you go in to do that, whatever, let's say it's a Tabata, be really focused on that Tabata. If you are using your phone to to have the interval timer, don't get distracted if you see a message come in. Don't get distracted if you see the little, re- little red alerts on Instagram or Facebook. Leave that stuff. Focus really solidly on the workout you're doing. Really be clear on the intent. I'm doing this to feel better, to get more energy. I'm not going to get distracted. And that way you really will get maximum bang for buck out of the time you're putting in. So that's Tabata. So we've gone through walking. You know, we know that 10 minutes brisk walking gives you two hours of improved mood and energy. So that's an easy one to do. You can take the family, you can make that social, you could put some headphones on, listen to some podcasts, get inspired, get motivated, get unstuck. So there's lots of stuff you can do while you're walking, what I call intersections. So I love podcasts, but came to them relatively recently. And when I also discovered noise cancelling headphones, again, late to the party, put those two things together. And now I'm walking around listening to, to great content most of the time that I'm in what I call active transport. So think about what else you can combine with that walk. Or you could listen to a podcast while you're doing the Tabata as well, as long as you're staying focused. So the last thing I want to talk about is blood sugar. It is definitely going to be a time of year when you're probably eating things you wouldn't normally. You're eating more of them. Uh, you're getting things put in front of you like Christmas pudding, mince pies, eh, chocolates coming out of advent calendars, the whole shebang. It's a difficult time, actually, if, you, uh, if you're tempted by that sort of stuff. So a few things you can do to control blood sugar. And just to reiterate, blood sugar is basically when glucose comes into the blood, it causes a big spike. Uh, The pancreas recognizes your blood sugar has gone up, so it releases insulin. Insulin binds to the glucose and takes it out of the blood. So what you'll have is a very quick energy response to those sugary, refined carbohydrates. But then you'll get a massive drop in energy when insulin does its job of taking that glucose out of the blood. And that results in very spiky energy, which many of you will be familiar with. So irrespective of the fact it's Boxing Day, this applies all year round, as of course does the other advice. But... Here it is for the way you might be feeling right now. First thing is before eating a heavy meal, get a little bit of gentle exercise. So if you know you've got a big meal coming up, um, maybe this evening, go out and just do that 10 to 30 minute walk. That will help lower the blood sugar when you actually have the meal. You can also go for a walk after the meal which is what's called postprandial exercise or a postprandial walk simply means going to walk 10 to 15 minutes after consuming a heavy meal that will also help reduce your blood sugar so they're very easy sort of strategies before and after a big meal or when you've had lots of maybe junk food before a movie for example just top and tail it with a bit of light exercise. You don't even need to go out. You could just pace around the house. You could jog on the spot, but get moving. If you've got a rebounder, which is one of those mini trampolines, that's also great for this kind of thing. A few other things you can do. Cinnamon tea. So cinnamon is known to lower blood sugar. So just getting some cinnamon tea, it's not one you can necessarily go out and get right now, but as a future strategy, that's helpful for lowering blood sugar. Apple cider vinegar has been efficacious for lowering blood sugar as well. There's a lot of uh, discussion around whether to have that before a meal or after a meal or what the timing is, but 15 minutes before a meal is when I take apple cider vinegar and I have about a tablespoon of that with about half a pint of water. So you can Google that to get some ideas on on, uh, the way other people do it, but that's how I do it. We are, or I am, about to get a continual blood glucose monitor. So it's a little device that you wear, it connects with the sensors, but it's painless, into, for example, the side of the stomach or onto the top of the arm, and it monitors your blood sugar response to all the food and drink you put into your body. So that's going to be really interesting. So I'm going to be able to test the efficacy of apple cider vinegar in real time, also for the cinnamon tea. So I'll keep you updated on that. The other thing that you could take is bitter melon extracts. I use a brand called Jarrow, which was recommended to me. And bitter melon extract is capsules, is also very good for reducing blood sugar. So there's a few things there that you can bring in that will help bring that blood sugar down. The quick and easy ones are movement. But if you do want to go out and buy some tea, buy some supplements, uh, they're not super expensive at all. I think the bitter melon extract cost about 20 pounds for 60 capsules, so it's really not a lot. What we do know about blood sugar variation or glycemic variability is it's a key indicator of longevity. So in other words, we don't want to have a lot of glycemic variability because that can age us. It can also increase our risk of metabolic conditions like diabetes, raised triglycerides, raised cholesterol, and so on. So it's actually really important to control blood sugar. It's something I'm getting much more into. and in, uh, 2019, we'll see us doing a lot more investigation And of course, we'll bring you the results of those investigations. So a few other things, just two or three other things. If you struggle saying no, but you don't struggle saying yes to stuff, maybe try and say one no for every two yeses. Say yes to that mince pie, yes to that Christmas pudding, no to that chocolate Santa. Just an idea. Get moving. That is the best thing you can do for blood sugar, and it's the best thing you can do for energy, the best thing you can do for mood as well. Move in the way we were designed to. And if you're listening to this you are probably an adult. For an adult unless you've got very young kids but even so it's Christmas. It doesn't mean we have to go absolutely crazy, right? You know, let's let's try and put this in context. It's a set of days loosely based around some religious traditions and actually it doesn't mean that we need to go absolutely nuts with what we eat and completely forget about our fitness routine. So keep that in mind. Enjoy yourselves a little bit, you know, have a great rest of the Christmas season but you don't necessarily need to go completely berserk. So I hope that's been helpful. The main takeaways I think is just movement. It's movement, it's watching your blood sugar. And if you wanna take it up a notch, high intensity intermittent exercise is gonna be absolutely ideal for you. If you've got any questions, you want to give me feedback, I'd love to hear from you. My name's Leanne and my email is leanne at bodyshotperformance.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. I will also put a link to anything that we've talked about in the show notes, including that interval timer app. And just remains to me to say all the best. I'm going to be bringing you another bite-sized podcast on New Year's Day. So look out for that. And then we'll be back bringing you our usual 30-minute episodes every Wednesday, And we'll start that from Wednesday, 2nd of January. So until New Year's Day, have a fantastic rest of the Christmas season. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good time with family. Move, eat well, control your blood sugar. And I'll talk to you very soon. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotsperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.